Welcome to Start With A Win, where we give you the tools and lessons you need to create business and personal success. Are you ready? Let's do this. And coming to you from Start With A Win headquarters, who knows where we're at? It's Adam Canto, CEO of Remax, here with Start With A Win, and I see producer Mark across the screen from me. How you doing, buddy? That's right. I'm doing so good. Right on. Hey, uh, we have like a a, a superhero on with we us. We have a real live superhero yes! with us this, this, this day. <laughs> Bernice Fly Girl Armor is a former police officer and Marine, and she is America's first African-American female combat pilot. Let's go. After serving two tours of duty in Iraq, Fly Girl revved up her career in the private sector as an entrepreneur, consultant to businesses, and author of Zero to Breakthrough, the seven-step battle-tested method of accomplishing goals that matter. So uh, I'm stoked to have her on here and just excited to hear the conversation unfold. This is awesome. Welcome to the show, V. What up? I'm excited to be here. I just tweaked my mic. I just saw it hit like red. So (laughs) (laughs) right on. Well, uh, first of all, Semper Fi, it is great to see you. And uh, uh, thank you for your service and all that you've done uh, to protect our country and our freedom. Semper Fi, do or die to the wheels fall off, baby. All right. Hey, hey, uh, V, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? How'd, I mean, you, how'd you grow up? Where'd you get to, how'd you get to where you're at? Oh, man. Well, first, you know, for those who can see if they're, I ate my Wheaties every day. Nice. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> um, let's see. Born in Chicago, parents got divorced, um, moved out to Cali. Then moved to Cal- housing bubble, you know, recession 81. Then we, my dad was in construction. We moved to Memphis, graduated high school there, moved to Nashville, went to uh, MTSU, Middle Tennessee, was a Blue Raider, became a police officer in Nashville, decided to go in the Marine Corps, um, and just have moved around with the Marine Corps since then, lived in D.C. for 10 years, headquarters. And then after I got out, I started my company there, and now I've been in Atlanta for six uh, six years, my daughter's six. So if you can follow all of that moving around, you can see I've, I've moved quite a bit. And throughout all of that, you know, parents getting divorced, and, you know, both got remarried. You know, I'd say I have two sets of parents when some people don't even have one, right? So for me, that was, that was a blessing, not um, a detriment. And I just learned something from each one. And as I, you know, grew up in life, I really did have the parents that said, you could do anything, even though I don't, they didn't want me to do everything, right? When I told them I was becoming a cop, they were like, what? Uh, it's dangerous. I told my dad I was becoming a Marine. Uh, he was a Marine, three tours Vietnam, you know, he's, oh, baby, I just really don't, can't you do anything else? Why Marine Corps? Um, I saw how they treated women when I was in it. I don't, I don't want my baby treated that way. And I'm like, dad, if I don't, who will? Like, if I don't go in to try to change things, who will, right, or to make things better? So I think that's just been part of my philosophy. Number one, I'm a maverick. I had three brothers growing up, so I had to fend for myself. Um, uh, I was tough and tumble, you know. I was a tomboy out there, rode horses, and uh, my brothers rode dirt bikes and stuff. That's probably why I've ridden motorcycles my whole life. Um, My parents wouldn't let me have even a moped, but when I got to school, got that motorcycle. That's all she rode. Um, was even a motorcycle cop for a while. 
So I know I feel like I'm jumping all over the place and rambling, but you know, honestly, I've just had an amazing life. Uh, I think a lot of things got me here, and the thing that got me here the most was just keeping my eye on what I really wanted. When I was four years old, I said I wanted to be a cop that rode a horse downtown. Wow! I was a cop and I rode horses downtown. Well, I mean, steel horse, Harley Davidson. Right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right on. Well, so I, you said something that was really fascinating to me. If I don't, who will? It's like you you look for obstacles in life and you're like, you know, a first black woman combat helicopter pilot, combat pilot for that matter, for crying out loud, you're overcoming boundaries here, okay? I just had to, I had to crack up for a second there when you you say, you know, it's like you just, you just look for obstacles. It's like, I am a black gay chick. <laughs> I don't have to look far, right? <laughs> They're going to be there, but and they're going to be there for everyone, right? We just have different kinds of obstacles. And when you look at women and women's suffrage and women in the military, I mean, a woman used to get kicked out of the military when she was if she got pregnant, right? So women have come a long way. Now you could be infantry, artillery, Navy SEAL, um, a ranger. I mean, it's it's amazing now the the opportunity, you know, opportunities that are available. Uh, Napoleon Hill in his book, Think and Grow Rich, which was, let's be clear, written in 1936, simply stated, most of the time, opportunities come disguised as an obstacle. Oh, I like that. That's deep, right? Yeah, totally. It's, it's right. I mean, it's, yeah. they're disguised and they're right there so many times. That's right. So when people look at, you know, obstacles or you look at my life and say, man, you've just overcome all these obstacles— Man, they were just opportunities I chose to take advantage of. Do what average people do, have what average people have. I didn't want to be average. Do you? Right? No. <laughs> right, right. So what do we do to break ourselves out? Right. So obstacles to opportunities. I mean, it's a huge lesson. And it's um, it's it's fascinating to to go back and look at your story. And I encourage everybody to go to vernicearmour.com, A-R-M-O-U-R.com. Like under armor. There you go. I like that. Um, so verniecearmor.com. And I mean, you're, you've got so much great information on your website and and your videos and things like that are super cool. So you took all of this stuff and I, you probably get this question a lot. I mean, I, I get it a lot at being law enforcement, military, going into the business sector. People are like, how did you do that? What did you take from your previous, uh, career paths to bring into being an entrepreneur and, and going out and finding success in business? Is it, are there any framework aspects or, I mean, what'd you grab? Absolutely. So there are a couple things when you look at framework, right? So, you know, I have my life. Well, the book says the seven step battle tested method. I've boiled it down to five easy. Number one, create your flight plan. Where are you? Where do you want to be? And there's a huge piece of that, that I give folks a direct order, right? Do not think about the how. Not in that moment. That's the dream phrase. That's the vision. That's the the what do I really want, right? Then you move to the the pre-flight. And actually, one more thing on the dream phase. Uh, Example, Disney. He said he wanted to create something so amazing that people from around the world would want to check it out. He didn't say, I'm going to create Disneyland and Disney World and Pocahontas and uh, Shrek and, you know, all that. 
something so amazing. He was crystal clear on the outcome of what he wanted. Didn't exactly know what it was going to look like. Dr. King said, you don't have to see the entire staircase to take the first step, right? Just be clear on the result that you want and, and go from there, right? Because the how just gets you tripped up every time. And then you start, well, don't do that. And uh, the budget and time, and young. And, eh. The next thing you know, you just have a to-do list. It's not a, it's not a dream, right, that you had to really go for in life. It's just, okay, how long will it take me to do it, right? Do you think that's where a lot of people stop? Absolutely, 100%. I mean, I know that was like a softball lob question there. But, yeah, <laughs> we, you know, you and I both know that. And in the leadership position that you're in, you see so much high potential. You see the the hungry meat eaters like, ah, and you see the folks that are out there that, yeah, not so much, right? That hunger level is different. Um, and why people, some people want to survive. Some people want to thrive. Some people want to break out and make it. And others just like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm good. I'm okay. Right. I, you know, I want an epic, amazing, juicy life. And you don't do that just by being complacent. And one of the things we said in the core is complacency kills, right? Right. So uh, yeah, th this is interesting because, I mean, first of all, your attitude is second to none. I mean, you just, you, I look at it, this conversation here, I'm like, this girl can do anything she wants. And what is, where does that play into people's lives? Because we always see people that, you know, they, they have a, you know, poor attitude or, and, and that's obviously one of the things that they taught us in the Marine Corps is, um, you know, it's not, oh, should I, can I, can't I, you know, it's just, I will. And how do we, how do we get that going in the rest of society? If there's somebody listening to this, who's kind of doubting themselves and, and wants to, wants to do better, wants to become more, but that doubt is getting in their way. What, what recommendations do you have for them? So much I can say to that. Uh, you asked me about the framework. I'm going to work it in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Keep going with that, too. No, no, no. But that's Because it, it, it all fits together, right? Okay. So the next step is the pre-flight, <laughs> the pros and cons, the mitigating the risk. That's where, like, uh-uh, they get caught up, right? But it's really mitigating the risk to continue to go for it. Or if you decide the risk is too great, yeah, right. To to not go for it. Like this um, one woman was interviewing me and her podcast was on risk. And after the podcast, she's like, do you mind if I ask you a personal question? I'm like, yeah, sure. She's like, I'm trying to decide between these three things and I just don't know which one to choose. And I said, well, what are they? Well, one was being a life coach. The second was um, real estate. And the third was helping folks downsize later in life, right? After the kids have moved out the house, they might be moving into assisted living, whatever. And I said, well, which one do you really love? She's like, oh, I love them all. I said, okay, if you had 20 million bucks in the bank and you had to choose one, but you could only choose one, you could never change your mind and you have to do it every day for the rest of your life, which one would it be? She's like, oh, I'd be a life coach, totally. I said, okay, so why was it so easy for you to answer that question after the 20 million in the bank, but you couldn't answer it before? And she's like, well, I just didn't know if I could make it work. And I was like, whoa, wait, what? And, and I still remember it like it was yesterday. And I'm like, seriously, I was in San Francisco. I was walking up the street. It was one of those huge hills. I had to stop and take a break because I was tired. And, you know, it was just one of those walking talks, right, where I'm doing this thing. And anytime I've wanted to do something, it was this is what I want to do. Boom. 
gauntlet thrown down. Now, what do I have to do to get there? When I wanted to be a cop, when I wanted to be a Marine, when I wanted to be an entrepreneur, I didn't know how to do any of those things. When I wanted to be an amazing golf player, right? It's like, I definitely didn't know how to be good at golf, right? You have to get there and you have to put the stuff in place to help you get there. So somebody taught me how to be a cop. Somebody taught me how to be a Marine. Somebody taught me how to be a pilot. Some, I got coaching and mentoring um, and I hired a lot of folks to become an amazing speaker and entrepreneur, right? If I'm going to toot my own horn there, um, because people don't want somebody that's mediocre to get up on their platform and their stage and like, hopefully they blow it out the park. No, you want a sure thing every time you want to be dependable. It's like when you go to Starbucks, you get that white chocolate mocha. It's my favorite. It's going to taste the same. It's going to taste amazing every time. Cause it's the process. It's the system, right? So when people are like, eh, eh, the hesitation and on the fence, and I don't know how, it's like, man, um, one of my favorite speakers used to say, your, your attitude determines your altitude, right? Keith, Keith Harrell. And, uh, and, it, and it's so true. Your mindset, mindset is everything. Then nice. you do step three, four, and five. Um, take off, execute, navigating minefields and obstacles. And then step five, Three parts, review, recharge, reattack. Review your successes, failures, recharge emotionally, physically, intellectually, and then reattack. It's the secret sauce. There are only two ways to succeed. Period in the story. Nice. Period. Adam, do you believe me? There are only totally. two ways to succeed. Yeah. That's right. The first time or again. That's it. First time or again. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Wow. <laughs> I'm inspired. This is awesome. Hey, I, I mean, I, this is great information, and this is all in your first book, correct? Cur well, some of it is, and it's in your keynotes. I, I know that. Yes. Okay. Yep. You do a lot of consulting, coaching, training, things like that. Yes. Yeah. I work with especially women, um, and we'll get into this on the gutsy move stuff. Being bold, gutsy. You know, I talk about being decisive in the midst of combat. I mean, you just hesitation kills. I mean, and let me put it into an example that folks would get. You know, when we're watching those movies and the bad guys are chasing the good guy and they're running across the rooftops and they're jumping and they're leaping. And then inevitably they get to this one gap between the buildings where they got to go all out. Right. And you could see the eyes get big. They're running, they're running, they go as hard as they can. And they leap and they go and the guy barely makes it. He's holding on with his fingers. Now, what happens when the guy behind him sees that leap and then he like hesitates just for a second, like, uh, uh. And then he still tries to jump. Doesn't make it. All in, baby. 100%. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> All in. And you said something that was key. You said you're so inspired. I don't, and you know, Marines, we're good at motivation. I don't, I mean, I don't mind if people are motivated. That's cool. But motivation is, like, I think Zig Ziglar said this one, it's, it's kind of like coffee and a shower. It wears off every day. That's why you got to do it every day. That's right. <laughs> Inspiration is that fire, it's that inner fire that's lit, burns like it. And you turn it up from that little pilot light to like a roaring fire. But it's, a, it's an inside job, right? It's not from external forces. Well, this is the perfect segue into your, your new book that you're working on right now. It'll be out probably, what, later this year or in, into 23, probably? That'll yeah. be great. Knowing how the publishing <laughs> systems <Right>. work. <laughs> well, we'll call it 23. Um, but I mean, you and I were talking about this earlier, and this is so cool. It's called The Gutsy Move. Yeah. And it's about finding courage to move forward and, and follow your dreams and goals. I mean, I, I, 
you of all people, you have had so many dreams and goals and you followed them and you've executed and you've won those and you've had a system and process. So, um, I mean, what stands out to you in this? So, you know, honestly, when I think of the gutsy move, the gutsy move isn't quote unquote, the following the dreams and goals. It's the gutsy move that allows you to do it. Yeah. I would absolutely agree with that. The gutsy move, um, the foundation for it is your gut, your, your leadership instinct, your intuition. Right. And I like to say, what's the gutsy move in your gut? You know, it's right. It takes guts to do it, but you got to take action. If you didn't take action, it wasn't a gutsy move. It was just a gutsy thought, right? I think I'm going to go for that promotion. I think I'd like to be an entrepreneur. I think I might want to get into real estate, right? I mean, thoughts, thoughts are thoughts. Mindset is everything, but the mindset, you know, your beliefs, values, actions, your beliefs and values determine your actions and then your actions determine your results, right? So if you're just going to think about things but not take action, the best laid plan is, is nothing without execution. So how did you get to the point where in that conversation you referenced when you said, you know, what if you had $20 million in the bank, what would you do? I mean, is, is that kind of one of the benchmarks that you use for making decisions and say, gutsy move, I'm all in, I'm going after it? I mean, how, how did you come up with that idea it, or was it just one of those like just instant moments where you're going, well, think about this. I mean, because everybody's sitting there going, how can I, how can I rationalize my way through running harder to jump that gap as opposed to hesitating at that moment of truth? That's right. It's, it's similar to that question. If you knew you couldn't fail, right? But we're driven by money. <laughs> so it's like, instead of it being just fluffy, like if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do? And, and that's a cool question. I like it. It's, it's true. If you had 20 million, because the ultimate security for many people in their mind, they think the ultimate security is money and millions of dollars. And if I just had millions in the bank, I would be set for life, right? I could do anything I wanted to do. So with that mindset, that, that frame of reference, you know, I just asked somebody at a certain, well, if you had 20 million in the bank, like, what would you do? Because it takes the risk away, right? Then when you bring it back to reality, because you don't have 20 million in the bank, is it worth the risk, right? And when you look at a gutsy move, there's a lot of risk involved. That's why it's gutsy. That's why it's ballsy. That's why it's like, holy crap, I can't believe that dude did that, right? Or that woman took that leap of faith, Right? Because there was a lot at stake. And I hear so many people say, well, if I do it, then this could happen and that could happen and this could happen and that. And they look at all the negatives of what could happen, right? The worst case scenarios where if you were to look at the best case scenario or even the great scenarios, it's holy crap. When you really see what you're putting at stake, if you don't do it, it's like, what's the cost? Oh, my God. Like, how many people tried to talk me out of, number one, becoming a Marine? Folks on the police department were like, oh, my God, you're throwing your career away. Da, 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 da. And then they said, oh, you'll be back. You'll be back. What were they really saying? If I'm coming back, that means I didn't make it, which meant I failed. Then when I was in the Marine Corps and I'm getting out at nine years in, 14 total service, right? Because I was in the Army in the beginning. <laughs> then I saw the light. Then I went in the Marine Corps, right? I'm getting get in trouble for that. But that's okay. One mission, one goal, one team. We're all in it together. Um, you know, folks said, what are you doing? You're throwing your career away. Uh, one of the, my leaders, the colonel sat me down. He's like, Captain Armour, don't you know, um, 
speakers aren't even happy when they're not on stage. Like, what? Because this guy really, like, he doesn't even know anything about what I'm getting ready to do, right? So people will try to talk you out of your dream left and right when they don't understand it. But it was your vision. It was your dream. It was, it was your thing. It's not for them to get. What if, I mean, how many people tried to talk Bill Gates out of what he was doing? Dude dropped out of Harvard. Right. And talked about world domination from his garage. So, Are you kidding me? You know, what's funny, V, is you, you talk about that. And I'm sitting here going, oh, my gosh, I went through exactly this. When I was getting out of law enforcement, I was a SWAT commander in law enforcement. I had the best job on that apartment. I drove around and kicked doors yeah. and blew stuff up. It yeah, was that's great. Cool. That's cool. That's like dreams, what dreams are made of right Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you, you got me. I mean, you, we're on yeah. the same wavelength here. <laughs> it's, so um, when I went in and resigned from that, everybody's going, why would you do that? That's that's dumb. Why would you go and risk it all and go into the private sector? I'm like, that's crazy. Because I got this. And I, it, what you're saying totally resonates here. And I hope it resonates with all the listeners because that's what it's about. It's not yeah. about staying status quo. It's about leveling up your life and making that hard move to find so much more. So this is, this is an awesome conversation. Did you say leveling up Yes. Your life? Yes. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Four, three, two, one. Level up. 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 That's right, baby. You gotta level up. I had that like on. I was ready. Right? I'm always ready to level up. I'm always ready to level up. I mean, are you playing to freaking not lose or are you playing to win? Right there. Right there. That's exactly it. Yeah. You're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you are yeah. awesome. This is, this is such a fun conversation. We're going to be friends forever. You know that? Do you play golf? Uh, I'm horrible at it, but I want to go out and, and knock some holes in the fairway with you. All right. Well, done. That's uh, good. That's uh, good. We could absolutely be friends. Then okay. we can fly a little bit, too. <laughs> there we go. Uh, uh, uh. There it's always go. ready. It's just always ready. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Hey, I got, I got one more question for you for our audience yep. here. Um, well, first of all, before we get to that, uh, you have a free guide that a great resource for people. Um, I think they can download it on your website. Is that correct? Yeah. The gutsy. Well, it's not on my website. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is on my website. It's the gutsy move, the ultimate action guide for making your gutsy move. Right. Um, for people who really, they don't know how they, they, they're looking for steps. They're looking for a plan. They're looking for, um, insider information on like just how to do it because they don't have it within themselves. Um, you know, Bob Proctor passed away about a month ago or so. And I remember I got to be backstage with him for a while and, the guy who was running the whole conference said, Hey, you get to, you get to be his, uh, his bodyguard. You're a Marine. And it was, cause I told him, I was like, just give me five minutes with Bob. Can you just give me five minutes? So he worked it out. And I said, Bob, you know, I'm, I'm new. Uh, I'm a new speaker. What advice would you give me? And he just started asking me these questions. Well, how'd you do this? How'd you do that? How'd you do this? And then it got down to, well, how did you want to become a police officer? And I said, like, well, I just wanted to as a kid. And he's like, well, why did you want to? Where did that, where did that drive come from? And I said, well, and, it, you know, come on, think about it. I'm four years old. I said, well, I, saw, I was born in Chicago, saw the cops on horses downtown and just thought that would be cool. As I, as I got older, I knew I'd, you know, want to do something in my community. He said, yeah, but, but why? Where, where did the drive, because you attained it, where did it come from? And I was stumped. I said, you know, like, 
I don't know. I mean, I, I honest, I don't know. And that's where our real conversation started about the conscious, the subconscious and the layers and the people and why we're here and what do, our drive and what do we want. And one of the things I think I walked away with is that we all have the seed. We all have the fire. Right. And for some of us. We're sleep. We're sleep at the wheel. Ask somebody how they got home the other night and they don't even remember pulling, getting home until they pulled up in the driveway. They're on autopilot and they're just going through life. Go to work, come home, take care of the kids, live for the weekend, live for those two weeks out of the year. We can go on vacation. And it's it's a it's drudge. Right. It's 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 just this thing we got to get through. It's it, they're not living the life and the journey. They're looking for these like moments of where they could come up and grab a, a breath of air before they go back underwater. Like they're just trying to catch a breath and catch a break, right? I believe some of us are born awake and, and some of us aren't awake. And the folks who are born awake, it's our responsibility. It's our responsibility to wake folks up. I love that. I love that. So speaking of waking folks up, waking up in the morning. We we get into our life, okay? We get into our life. That was good. I, I good segue there, isn't it? Yeah. So it was, <laughs> it's not your first time. Been here a little bit. Um, <laughs> so I ask every one of our guests on the show, how do they start their day with a win? So V Fly Girl Armor, how do you start your day with a win? So this might sound a little cheesy, um, but it's the truth. I keep my focus on the why. As soon as I wake up, first of all, that's the win when I wake up. And, you know, we talked earlier, I'm, uh, I'm reading Atomic Habits and Miracle Morning and, you know, and there are ways to systematize your mornings. And having that routine, it really is essential when I think about the police department or Marine Corps. Um, you know, those routines were everything to like working out in the gym when I was on the bodybuilding team, you know, our routine of warming up, getting started, jumping into it. You know, there was, you didn't just boom, go. We had a routine. Um, life has been very unroutine for me for a little while and I've really loved it. And now I get to dial back in on, okay, what, what routine, I mean, I was doing CrossFit and then COVID hit and, you know, nobody was going to the box or anything. Um, and so many people, I feel, all of us have been in transition in this moment in time. We've got to reconnect to what do we really want? Um, a lot of people don't want to go back to that sleepness of just going to work and coming home and uh, commuting an hour and a half each way, three hours of our life spent on the road. People have found something different and they don't want to let it go. And I think the corporate America and our organizations are going to have to realize the fact that people want to work differently. I mean, I'm even working with women now, and I do say women because I'm specifically catering it to women in STEM, women in tech, women in male-dominated fields who want to make bold, gutsy steps and, and decisions in their life to create more and do more. I mean, I decided to go to I through IVF and have a kid. You know, she's six. I like to say fly baby has arrived, <laughs> right? And you can have it all, or you can have a whole lot of what you want. And it doesn't have to be, well, I'm going to sacrifice my whole life for everybody else. No, no. And it's not selfish. It's self-focused. Love that. Right? I love that. So, yeah, that's the good. So, yeah, women's masterminds, executive women. Um, that's my jam. That's my thing. I love it. 
So if you're an executive woman or an entrepreneur listening to the sound of my voice and you want a community, you feel brilliant but tired, sometimes you beat up a little bit and you you want to figure out your thing and how you're going to leave a legacy and make a difference and be significant, but you're kind of tired of doing it alone, you don't have to. I'd love to be your partner on this journey of life. Right there. Right there. Everybody, I encourage you to check out Vernice at vernicearmor.com. Boom, baby. Boom. I mean, this is this is a fun, amazing, really insightful interview. Um, thank you so much for being on Start With a Win, Bernice. We really appreciate your service to our country and our freedom. And thanks for all that you do every day to inspire us to be better. Thanks for starting with a win. Absolutely. LinkedIn, Instagram, hit me up. Let's, right on. The conversation doesn't end here. That's right. Hey, and if you're ready to create personal and business success, make sure you do two things. One, Head over to startwithwind.com. we got lots of great content there. Um, you can uh, find the book, all that other great stuff, uh, as well as subscribe to this podcast. So uh, if you share, we get the word out, reach more people, inspire more people with awesome content just like this. So, hey, thanks so much for being here. And until next time, remember, start with a win. Start with a win.